As the Federal Reserve is set to increase rates for a sixth consecutive time, some economists and investors are asking, is a recession the price to pay to tame inflation? Plus, mortgage demand hits a new 25-year low, and a new leader in the UK hopes to get a grip on declining economy. That's in today's Mach 1 Market Moment. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. This is episode 124. Today, it's me and Eli on the show And we're talking about the Federal Reserve rate hikes, but we're asking a slightly different question. As we draw closer to the Fed's November meeting next week, a lot of experts are calling for rate hikes to stop or at least slow down to avoid a recession. But there are a growing number of people who say a recession may be necessary to control inflation, including J.P. Morgan's president, Daniel Pinto, saying, and I quote, I think putting inflation back in a box is very important. If it causes a slightly deeper recession for a period of time, that is the price we have to pay. So what do we think? Is a recession the price to pay to bring down inflation? Eli, I want to run through some kind of numbers here in a minute, but your initial thoughts on on this. Oh, my initial thoughts is I just got back from Disneyland. went out to California, went to Disneyland, and it is not slowed down. You could not walk around Disneyland without really? bumping into shoulders, strollers, yeah. and Mickey Mouse ears. So I, I kind of laugh when I'm coming back from that, and then we read this, and all it's talking about is trying to tame inflation. And I just got back from a place where people are spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on Mickey Mouse ears yeah. and Rice Krispie treats. Yep. So it, it, my initial thoughts are it's going to take a second yeah. before inflation. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Tomorrow. Yeah, and I know that that's not a, a, a great reason to say it's going to take a second. But you see it anywhere. You, yeah. You go anywhere. Oh, people are out. Yeah, they're spending money. So the Fed's been trying to get a handle on this for a while now. Obviously, going back to March, they've been increasing rates. They did 25 basis points, 50. And then June, July, and September, they did save 75 basis points each time. Um, but the market, you know, the market's kind of held up relatively well. Now, I know from, you know, if you're looking at year to date, the market's down quite a bit. The major index is down 20 to 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on which one you're looking at. But, you know, the last week or so has been pretty strong. Last week's gains in the S&P 500 were up, you know, 4.7. Dow was up 4.9. NASDAQ was up 5.2. And kind of relative to everything that's happening in the world and relative to where we were a year or two ago, I think there's a strong case to say things should actually be a lot worse today than they are currently, right? Like, I've been relatively... Um, pleased with how the, how well the market's held up. And I know people might be like, well, what are you talking about? Like accounts are down. But when you think of how high things were coming out of COVID and then everything that's happening now with inflation, midterms, a war in Ukraine, like um, a recession, everyone's fully expecting that that's coming down the pipeline. Um, you know, I think 
I think that mm-hmm. things could easily be worse. Well, there's a lot to be fearful on when it's when you're not talking strictly about earnings of companies. Currently, all of our fear is based off of expectations as to something going bad in the future. That's right. the, the uncertainty of what's what's happening right now. Last quarter, earnings were strong. Yeah. Now, it, going forward, you're hearing it more and more. All of the companies coming out saying inflation is hitting. We're starting to see inflation in our numbers. So most likely earnings aren't going to be as strong heading into these, these next couple of quarters. But yeah, the market's held up perfectly fine with all of the outside circumstances, uh, what has been affecting the market. Right. It's just the one downside to all of it is the bond market. If you were in the traditional 60, 40, 60% stocks, 40% bond portfolio, you've you've really taken the grunt of the market downturn because you're probably in your in or near retirement, you're living off of those mo- that money, and now your bonds are also down yeah. 10 or 11% because of those 75, 75, 75, 50, 25 basis point hikes. I mean, that's the safe money, the, the principal protected or not principal protected right. because of bonds. I mean, that's that's tough. Yeah, for sure. So going back to the original question, do we think the price to pay is a recession, a deeper recession? Like, would you rather have a longer, deeper recession knowing or fe- if you knew that that was going to get inflation under control sooner? Or would you rather have a milder, and yes, this is somewhat of a trick question, trap question, but would you rather have a milder recession with maybe inflation staying hotter and higher for longer? Like, which of those would you take? Do you want to dig your grave six foot or eight (laughs) foot? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think ultimately the answer is kind of depends on, like, who you are. One thing, Matt, that I think a lot of Americans need to remember is still relative to the rest of the world, we're in such a good place. Yeah. Yes, the the market's down, and yes, that that is extremely painful for a, a, especially a lot of our listeners. Our listeners are typically middle to upper class individuals. The rest of the world is in war or worse economies. Emerging economies are in in turmoil right yeah. now because they can't go out and sell bonds worth anything because the American dollar is so strong. Right. So it's set aside everything. Yes, I'm not answering your question. I'm avoiding your question on purpose. Yeah. It's we're. I'm proud to be an American right now. Yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah, things could definitely be worse. And mm-hmm. I think it it is. There's a little bit. Of, it's a it's a tricky question. Like it's like, you know, which bad thing do you want? High inflation or recession? Like, okay, well, I don't want either one. Um, and I do think it's just personal. Um, like we talk about sometimes, inflation in a lot of ways can be personal too, depending on what you do, where you live, how you spend your money, what you spend your money on. Like inflation is much more impactful for some, you know, versus others. Um, I think the same would be true to that on like how you would answer this question. Would mm-hmm. you rather have a recession or higher inflation for longer? And so there's not a right answer. I mean, the answer is neither. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, but it'll be interesting. I think everybody is fully expecting a recession. Um, the, the question is just, does that solve inflation and how bad is that recession get? Right. Mm-hmm. And. I think it's a good reminder, too, that, you know, everybody, when they hear the word recession, they immediately go back to the great financial crisis, right, 2008, which was a, like, horrible recession. Just because we have a recession doesn't mean it looks like that, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have to see unemployment triple. It can go up without tripling or quadrupling from its, you know, from where it's at today. And so, um, you know, that's not to belittle anything, but I think... A recession probably is needed, and let's just cross our fingers and hope and pray that it's a relatively mild recession, and most people are able to keep their jobs, and 
we get through that and and inflation can come back down. I mean, I think that's the best case for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's a lot of the stock market. One one thing that we've been looking at and and watching recently is the housing market. Things aren't really looking up right now in the housing market as the interest rates continue to rise. Listen to this new report from CNBC that came out just a couple of days ago. And the average rate on the 30-year fix just hit 7.22%, according to Mortgage News Daily. That's a new 20-year high, all thanks to the route in the bond market today. A 25-year low in weekly mortgage applications. That came out this morning, as well as a wider-than-expected drop in single-family home construction. And a report out this morning from Redfin showed home sales down 25% year-over-year in September, and new listings also down 22% as the housing market just slows down to a crawl. So you, you hear that 7.22%. I bought a house in January and my rate was in the threes. Yeah. So from January to now, October, 2022, more than doubled. It more than doubled. That's just crazy. So what does that, what does that mean? It means people in their twenties and thirties, it's going to be tough to go out and buy a new, I mean, if you have just an incredible job, which some people are, are, landing amazing jobs right now but 7.22 percent makes it very difficult to go out and buy a what used to be fairly priced and is now a highly inflated value of homes right yeah no it's it's it is crazy not not i mean the seven percent alone is is pretty crazy because we haven't been there for a long time but it's really the pace and the how quickly we've gotten there mm-hmm. right and just how quickly this has happened and so i think It'll be interesting to see how long and how high rates go and how long they stay there. Um, I think we had to come high, come up from where we were because we were like historically low rates, right, which mm-hmm. isn't sustainable either. And it's part of the reason I think we're seeing, you know, the issues with inflation and stuff is like rates and, um, you know, easy monetary policy and everything stayed too easy for too long. Um, but... But yeah, we don't want we don't want to look up and see twelve percent mortgage mm-hmm. mortgage rates either. And so um, some of this is just normalizing things, and let's just hope it doesn't get too out of hand. And it, it does make it tough for you know those the first time home buyers and the people that are just trying to get their foot in the door. Mm-hmm. One one interesting thing to think about too is supply, meaning a lot of people selling their homes, would cause the prices to go down where there's too much supply, not enough demand. Well. If rates are at 7.22%, yes, the demand may not be as strong, but that's also going to disincentivize people to sell their homes because if they have a 2 3% sure. percent loan, they're not going to want to go yeah, you're sell not their moving. home and you're move into a 7% mortgage. Because you're, you're buying a mortgage just like you're buying a house, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're locked into that thing for as long as you know, you've got it, and so you're not going to go trade two or 3% rate for a 7% no. rate, like unless you just absolutely have to. So if someone tells me that my house is going to get crushed in value because I bought it in January at an all-time high, I would push back against that. One, because the local area that we live in, Bentonville, is population's growing at a rapid yeah. pace. But two is no one wants to sell their home right now unless they're forced to, unless yeah. their company makes them re- relocate or if they get a promotion somewhere. Right. But I don't want to sell my home, not with the 3% mortgage that yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to have an impact on supply, and we've already got a supply issue in the housing market, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we already don't have enough homes, and so it'll be interesting to see. I think rate, I think 
home prices will stay will stay elevated even if they do come down a little bit. I don't see them just dropping off a cliff um, because of that. Just demand's not going to mm-hmm. or supply's not going to be there. Um, we need more homes. So um, last last thing we wanted to touch on was you know the new what's kind of go, going on in the UK. So you think we've got what, issues? What is going on in the UK? <laughs> yeah. So you think we've got issues here? They're all jacked up. I mean, you see their latest prime minister. Um, what was her name? Liz Truss. Hands down, she resigned. She was prime minister for 44 days, which is crazy. I don't even know like exactly how their system and their structure works, but I mean that's just kind of wild to have someone. She was basically in power. an intern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even for a full like <laughs> summer's period, but yeah. I mean, 44 days. So I know the I did see this where the latest challenger. There were two people left. One of them dropped out. So basically guaranteeing this guy rishi sunak um the prime minister position youngest prime minister sorry rishi if <laughs> in more yeah sorry if i got your name wrong but youngest prime minister in more than 200 years he's 42 year old 42 years old spent his career in the banking industry prior to parma parliament um so it'll be interesting i know they've got a lot of issues the pound has really taken a beating this year relative you know to the american dollar um They've got the whole Brexit thing that's, you know, happened, but just kind of the ripple effect and like the, you know, repercussions of what is happening because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously have instability in their their government when you've got a prime minister that steps down after 44 days. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, the UK is a major, major economy and people pay attention. So I think anything blows up in the UK. I mean, not to say that will... Um, you know, could bring down the U.S. economy by any stretch, but it, it will definitely have its ripple effects yeah, and impact it will have an globally yeah. for, for sure. So um, kind of to Eli's point, going back to the very beginning of the podcast, things are bad here. They've been better. You know, there's a lot of reasons to things that you can look at. You're like, man, that's a lot. Inflation's high. You know, we've got a, a recession coming down us, coming down on us. Mm-hmm. But you can easily look at other areas in the world and be like, okay, I'll take what we've got, right, compared to that. I'll sure. take higher milk prices. Yeah. Yeah. So, Eli, I know, as always, we want to end with the thought of the day. I know you've got, got mm-hmm. one for us today. So I've, I've recently been on a kick listening and reading a lot of, of Morgan Housel. If you haven't read or heard anything from him, I would encourage the listeners, go out and buy his book called Psychology of Money, where he, he poses how we should or could view money. And one of the things that he said in the book is, money's greatest intrinsic value, and this can't be overstated, is its ability to give you control over your time. N- notice he didn't say, give you joy, or give you peace, or give you, it's just the ability to give you control over your time. Interesting thought by Morgan Housel. Yeah, it's awesome. I love I love his books. He's a great, great writer and author, and um, so definitely check him out. So as always, um, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. 
SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures.